0: It's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Smoking. Smoking, When I wake up every morning as I'm getting up, I hit it up. Now I'm it up. This is a new live son of a bitch.
1: This is a new live son of a bitch, and it's a new day. A new dawn. A new me. It's a new day. That's right. It's new day. <laughs> and it is, of course, 7 a.m. Monday morning, which means you are hearing the soothing tones of Miss Hempress Emily M and myself, Phoenix. And this is, of course, Coffee and Chronic. And that makes me, obviously, Phoenix.
0: And I'm Hempress Emily M.
1: And we are here to have a great goddamn time and to give you this wonderful trip through the 50s, 60s era when anti-American rhetoric first really started taking hold in our country. But before we get into the meat and taters of the meal you've come to consume in the way of our voice media, we're going to talk about the fact we are a value for value podcast and what that means is whatever value you get in the form of entertainment that we provide for you just contribute that back whether it be your time your talent or your treasure you can do it in a few ways you can go to coffee and chronic that's c-a-w-f-e-e the letter n and then C-H-R-O-N-I-C dot com, and click on the green We Like Money button to send us some Fiat Fun coupons, some cabbage, some dead presidents. If your money offends you, much like on the Ludus Effect, coffee and Chronicle take it off your hands and we'll put it to good use, like merchandising or maybe buying some more of the good herb or some craft coffee so we can enjoy it while we talk to you fine connoisseurs. Now you can also send us a -a boostagram
0: It's the Rooster Booster. Pour a cup and roll up. Let's do it.
1: That's right. Pour a cup and roll up and hit that boost button on your new Podcasting 2.0 compliant app, which everyone has by now. But if you just happen not to, if you haven't had enough coffee for your brain to kick in, go to newpodcastapps.com and get yourself one of those new podcast apps that will let you splash the walls with Satoshi's in the lotus which also is split to hempress emily m and there is actually a button in the app that will let you do a split on most of these podcasting apps so go get yourself one go to newpodcastapps.com now you can also send us something in the snail mail if you would like our address you can hit us up in the back channel um Myself or Hempress Emily M uh, will be more than glad to provide you an address to send any kind of correspondence or gifts that you may have that you would like to impart upon us. And the other way that you can provide some value other than the monetary way is you can give us feedback. You can send feedback to phoenix at Show. You can also send correspondence to Miss H- Emily.
0: You can get me at hempressemilym at uh, proton.me for emails or on any social media app on that there internet. Um, if it's a hempressemilym, it'd be me.
1: That's right. And you can get me on email at phoenix, P-H-E-O-N-I-X, at quaffeeandchronic.com. And Miss Hempress Emily M also has an at quaffeeandchronic.com email. So you can mm-hmm. hit her there as well. And you can also, after the big NAS blow up that we're not going to cover too extensively this morning, but we will tickle touch upon it, you can now reach me at phoenix, P-H-E-O-N-X, Sorry, P H E O N I X. I don't even know how to spell my own name this morning. Apparently, I'm the one whose coffee hasn't kicked in yet. But that's at P H E O N I X at lotus Effect dot social. So you can hit me up on that if you want to give feedback, if you love or hate the show, let us know. And another way you can give feedback and also contribute is to call 253-237-3321 during the show and weigh in on what we're talking about. Be part of the conversation. Be present. Be in it. So with
0: that... We haven't had a single caller. We haven't had a single caller. I and I am demanding, I'm demanding today that one of my people, one of our connoisseurs call in and let us know something literally anything um and i really i'm putting it on our connoisseurs who may or may not have been alive during the times that we're talking about um or have some sort of a my mama told me or my daddy told me or my grandma used to say like i would like feedback this is a group project and i would like y'all's participation please and thank you y'all well, are wonderful i know that you have things to say i want to hear what you have to say what you have to say is valuable That your lived experience is valuable telling other people the truths that you know is important starting today we're going to do that okay okay all right and
1: we are really <laughs> quick we're gonna we're gonna take care of some unsavory business we're gonna end identify and slay said elephant in the room. So as most of the listeners may know, and if you're not from the no agenda community, then you can just like zone out for a few minutes and come back when we're done, or you can listen, uh, your choice. But basically, we're going to identify that uh, No Agenda Social is going away. Basically, everyone has or is about to finish their migration to the new instance that was set up. Most people are transferring to the new instance that was set up, which is noauthority.com, is it, I believe? Yeah. And uh, we, the Lotus have made some large decisions that uh, Hempress Emily and and I have talked about, and uh, the Lotus Effect itself um, is also making these uh, changes. Basically what we've decided to do, and we're not making any apologies, and we'll also make this announcement on Lotus Effect. We know this is probably an unpopular decision, but we have decided to make it, and that is that we will be distancing ourselves And uh, cutting our affiliation in any way, shape or form with the no agenda brand, we feel our brand would be better suited to go in a different direction. And with that, we have decided to remove all uh, no agenda adjacent content, whether it be voice clips or the fact that you do not hear us this morning. ...on the No Agenda stream. And we are in the process of taking our content off the off-hours No Agenda stream. Because we don't feel that the views of those who are running the No Agenda show... ...namely the hosts, have the... Uh, their their views just are not aligning, if you will, with those of The Lotus Effect... ...and subsequently Coffee and Chronic... And we think that it is the best move for us to stay true to ourselves and to give you a quality product week after week. And this is a bold move. We understand, you know, disconnecting from the mothership means that we are literally set adrift and on our own with no life support. It is literally up to us to be self-supporting and garner listeners and continue to bring you quality content week after week. Without being under uh, Pod Daddy's thumb and devalued by him and his cranky co-host who has not even enough self-dignity to know the name of the people who support the show. So that's our disclaimer for coffee and chronic that is why you do not hear us on the no agenda network and that is why you c- will only exclusively be able to catch live content on lotus effect dot stream so with that i'm gonna let uh i'm gonna let you talk a little bit about our subject today miss Hemphers emily
0: all right i have composed myself um My only two cents on the entire situation is that I feel like this is going to be a big um, step of faith for everyone involved uh, in the sense that there is going to be a lot of people beginning to run entirely on their own steam, even though all of you have been, right? Like your prerequisites to be a part of quote unquote mothership was to be able to provide for yourself. So you're just remembering who the fuck you are. So fully step into who the fuck y'all are. Um, well, and it, all right. In fairness, though, align with who we are. Like, if who you are is who you are, then like that's be authentic. And the the there's a misalignment and that's fine. Everybody needs to remember who they are, run on their own steam and just go forward. We're all moving forward. Who gives a shit? We're all made up on the we, battlefield at the same time.
1: We completely agree. this This is not a this is not a move that's being done either lightheartedly
0: or no. In it's anger. a very serious. We are, we are not pivotal angry. moment that needs to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah we're not. I mean, yes, we're unhappy with what the Podfather it's did in the way that he devalued every fucking yes. no agenda producer.
0: That it's an uncomfortable growth spurt.
1: Yeah, like I'm yeah. sorry. But the day when you forget to be grateful, which is the un- the first unspoken rule of value for value, when you forget to be grateful to those whose backs you're standing on to get to the heights that you got to in this particular instance, oh. you're breaking the backs of the people who lifted you up. You forgot to be grateful for every fucking dime you've gotten. You want to know why donations are down, Mr. Podfather? It's because of the fact that you forgot to be grateful. You forgot that the people who brought you where you are so you have the ability to run for your little political office, you stepped on their backs and you broke their backs with what you did. Shame on you, sir. Shame on you. That is one of the main reasons why we are distancing from no agenda because that is not the type of people that we want to be affiliated with. And it makes me a very unpopular person to make that statement and that's fine because this is our stream this is now our instance lotus effect dot social oh yeah yeah we are My not going knows. to be we are not not coffee and chronic not lotus effect anymore going to be coded in the drama and unacceptable behavior of a narcissist and that is as much as i will say let's talk about
0: the 50s and 60s my co-host you mean the last societal civil war we found ourselves in that would be the one one you're talking about that 60s that that really interesting time era um okay so the reason why i wanted to look at the 60s specifically today obviously is because um uh it's mlk day um I have in the show notes the link for the entire speech. It's fifteen minutes. I've listened to it a handful of times in my life. I just listened to it before we did this, um, um, and it's it's good. It is you know for like it's I understand why it was impactful. Um, uh, the to understand where we were at in the sixties before I run through this timeline, we have to kind of like dip our toe in and see what the climate was like. Um, and it was, you, you know, just rough. It was rough. We we were segregated. We had the whites-only fountains. It was rough. Uh, so August 28th of 1955, the young man Emmett Till incident happens, which we now know today to be a lie, a travesty, and something that just people get away with. What that is shameful. You mean it didn't really happen? I mean the 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 lady involved on her deathbed said something to the effect of "He may have not deserved that." May have not look into that. But a
1: little fucking late once the poor kid is dead. What is wrong with them? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's like saying,
1: "Oh yeah, probably shouldn't have shot you, but oopsie." Oops. You can't oh, unfire um, that bullet, lady. Deathbed or not. Like you're you're roasting on a spit yeah. for that.
0: It's rough. Um and that was August and then December first, uh Miss Rosa Parks says I would like to not get up from my seat. And um that that just like nobody was gonna let y'all be foolish to Miss Rosa Parks. That was a line too far. Y'all done y'all done cross the line. Rosa that's the beginning of it all, which, you know, it works out, right? Like, that's kind of a fun flashpoint to look at in the 50s. Um,
1: we actually and- have a uh, Rosa Parks Boulevard in Nashville. So that that really, like, strikes a chord, uh, uh, especially because I'm around. It, it's It's so racist, I swear to God. But literally the bus terminal for Nashville is literally right near Rosa Parks Boulevard. I on- find the irony in that not lost on whoever did that.
0: I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure that that was a. Um, oh, okay. So actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this is how we could. that was a liberal white woman, but it was probably like a liberal white man, like a guilty white man back then, who was like, to atone for the wrongness, we will name the street Rosa Park Boulevard, and then we will put the bus station so people would never forget it. They will never forget what Miss Rosa went through because oh, yeah. the bus station and the street will remind them and you know and here we are you know now, that's like, exactly what really? the hell happens that's exactly
1: and that's what happens is people make that association of rosa parks and bus especially there's a similarly very, there's a huge minority um population that inhabits nashville i mean i'm not being inappropriate i'm being completely honest about it we have a melting yeah. pot oh, the
0: yeah, the the similarly the point I was gonna make is how all of the K streets became MLK Boulevard Drive Avenue, we whatever it was. Two? Right? Yeah. So my, <laughs> how long did I make it today? Oh, I made it exactly fourteen minutes before mentioning my mother. Go me. Uh, <laughs> my mom grew up in Tacoma, and she remembers back when K Street was K Street, and now it's MLK. It's MLK Street, so like that, that. Those are these are things. They're pandery things that we do because instead of just I don't know changing our behavior and being better, we like to symbolically provide little. We're sorry.
1: Oh, you mean like hmm. taking the Nothing monuments
0: changes. of what they consider to
1: be <laughs> racist leaders and etc. down in prominent cities across the South because yes. they've been so oppressed and we need to atone well, for all the shit we did to the black people. Stop it. Just to, fucking stop it.
0: It was a mistake. To Move the fuck history, To rewrite history, you must first erase it, which is part of why. Which I is wanted, exactly what I'd,
1: they've been trying to do for how many right. moons now is they want to whitewash our history they want to erase our history.
0: They want to sanitize it. But aside from whitewashing, what it needs, what it's trying to, what is trying to be done is trying to sanitize it and take the, um, oh man, I lost my train of thought on it. But they're trying to sanitize it. They're not whitewashing it. They're sanitizing it. They're cleaning it up. They're, they're not making it. They're getting rid of these racist people to end and erase racism. Right, like if there's no books about it, if there's no monuments, if there's no uh, history classes that teach about racism and this and that, then it eventually it'll go away. That is the thought process. So sanitizing is what is going on. Um, and my want and with it's like gross doing because this show, you cannot. First of all, we've often can't. said the truth is the truth. It's ugly. It's ugly. Yeah, and, and if, it is hideous. And if and you, you has a lot of history, heads and, you are doomed to repeat it. Exactly. And that's so my goal with doing the show and like how why we look back at things and how it kind of seems scattered, but it all holds together nicely and it builds on each other is because that is that is history. That is how we got here today. If we do not take the time to go back and look at the truth available to us today in 2024 and discuss it and learn from it, then everything forward is just going to be for naught we're not going to understand that um, that uh, prime example November 6 1956 a repeat challenge in the pre- in the presidential election between Eisenhower and Stevenson gains a similar outcome with easy victory for the incumbent president by 457 to 73 margin by the electoral college vote so you mean to tell me in 1956 they were they were bitching and moaning and arguing about election fraud and having recounts and reassessments but y'all want to tell me that this is the first time it happens is 2020, 20, or 2016 like any? No, it is not new. This is the same thing that always happens. And the reason why we fall for it and we get, let them get away is because we have day-to-day lives. We have 365 times four of our own lives. And we don't have time to remember that y'all done pulled this shit four years ago or, t- or eight years ago or 12 years ago. We, we have too much going on. To fully understand what what's actually happening today and how we get here so looking back at it and having a record of it will give us more of an understanding of today and then also when they do change it there's more of us who are like no no i got i got this one podcast on the internet thing here that says that according to the internet in 2024 that's what the truth was to them so and also it'll it none of us were taught this This is hobby shit that I've done since like I've had free time because I want to learn. I want to understand things. I understand that my education was simply indoctrination. And the only time I learned anything was when I was left to my own devices with a stack of books and said, hey, you've got like nine months to get this much work done. That was the only time I actually learned anything was when I was left to my own devices. So this is just me learning. This is me teaching all stuff that I didn't know and probably y'all didn't know. And nobody's going to talk about it because just as much as they sanitize the history books, we have so much going on as individuals. Our grandmothers had to work. Our mothers had to work. Our fathers have always had to work. They Half of them aren't here for whatever reason. And nobody is sitting around talking to each other. <clears throat> nobody's sitting around sharing the history. There's no verbal People self-censor too much to sit around and actually talk about anything. So, unfortunately, this is the only way we can do it. So, here we are. Um, Another thing to set the tone going into the 60s, uh, fun fact, 1959, we got Alaska and Hawaii, and that made us 50. I kind of knew that, but then I read that, and I was like, oh, damn. Damn. We've only had them since 1959, Alaska and Hawaii. Yeah. And honestly,
1: the way I found that out, I mean, I've got a good few years on you, you know, by far. Literally the way I found that out. And it's because they're not really teaching American history the way they need to be teaching American history because they're so worried about sanitizing it like you were talking about. But when they do you remember when they came out with those state quarters? State quarters. Yes. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah, girl. Yeah, girl, that big old map of America with a hole for every quarter.
1: Dude, my kids both had one of those books. Come on. Uh And you know what? But you know what? Even that shit went woke as fuck when all of a sudden we had to start this whole reciprocity conversation again. And to make amends, the government was like, oh, well, we'll put Harriet Tubman and uh, Rosa Parks on quarters. Yeah, that really makes up for all the shittiness that you fuckers did during, you know, 1950 1960 and before where if you had dark skin you were no better than the dog shit that some white guy scraped off his fucking shoe walking down the sidewalk like the the history of our country when it comes to even starting way the hell back with the native americans okay you want to know how shitty the white man is ask an indian
0: My, my people uh yeah Wait, OK, so I can thank um, the Mormons for in their rep- record keeping. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I forgot you come thing. from that clan. Please
1: I come the Mormons. Us. I love so, that part. So of-
0: I, I have the ancestry thing and it can be tracked back to five generations of American people, starting with, um, and I quote, Shoshone woman. That is what my fifth great grandmother on my father's side is listed at in the history books is Shoshone woman. Oh, she that a is fucking so name. fucking dark. Yeah. Um, but she, she, uh, she married a man who was a mountaineering trapper kind of man, like a a pelt guy, and she married him, and, uh, because he had, like, been with her family or whatever, they, they bartered, um, and she married him, and they traveled across, and, uh, she, her and him were the first, or, well, he was the first white man to step foot in Yosemite, um, by, by her connection to him, so, um my my people um have been on this dirt uh for a long time so the way that uh my dirt is acted upon makes me sick i hate the way that we are i want us all to be better i want us all to see the humanity in each other and by that I mean the higher infinite power within all of us because um we're all here today in 2024 for a fucking reason We've all been selected for this mission, and we all need to be on the same page and I'm tired of us acting foolish this is fucking America this is heaven on earth and we need to start acting like it and I said what I said bitch anyways
1: hey that that you know that's the new theme <laughs> of Coffee and Chronic is said what I said said what not, I said sorry. bitch
0: <laughs> yeah um so yeah in 59 we have alaska and hawaii and then uh another noticing something that we'll see that's kind of a big theme of the 60s is cuba and um i (laughs) this is my selective ignorance this is something i do not have the time or energy to look into and i purposely haven't because i have enough working knowledge to understand that it is a fucking shit show um, so, January 7th, 1959, United States recognizes the new Cuban government under rebel leader Fidel Castro. Castro becomes the premier of Cuba on February 16th. Um, again, selective ignorance. I'm not going to explain it to you because I don't want to be on record as retarded and wrong if I am, but um, that doesn't seem good. That doesn't seem good. It seems something that we, America, specifically government, um, said yeah, sure, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah. Go ahead. We'll, we'll see how it goes. See how it goes. Uh, uh, September 26, nineteen fifty nine. President Dwight D. Eisenhower hosts Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev in his farm in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, during the first visit of any Soviet Union leader to the United States. Again, the little hmm. Um Okay, so that's kind of the tone of the 50s headed into the 60s. It's r- racial tensions, global tensions. Sound familiar? Sound familiar. Sounds familiar. That's odd. Shocking. Who thought? All right, so that brings us to 1960. Um, yeah, all right, so in 1960, this is when the... um. I guess the, the racial tensions have reached um, peak peak and now we are on the public school levels. We are on college levels. We're being withheld education. Um, so February 1st, 1960, four black college students from North Carolina Agriculture and, Agriculture and Technical College in Greensboro, North Carolina, stage a sit-in at segregated Woolworth lunch counter, protesting their denial of service. This action caused a national campaign waged by 70,000 students, both white and black, over the next eight months in sit-ins across the nation for civil rights. So me reading this now with 2024 eyeballs and ears and a brain, see this as the first, very first moment of our college kids being used as social justice warriors. Not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying that this seems to be a good use of young minds in a college setting. So that's a noticing I had uh, about that specific event. Because there was, uh, again, it it triggers 70,000 students across the nation. Um, There's black students and white students came together to have these sit-ins across the nation in an effort to get civil rights um april 1st trios 1 the first weather satellite is launched by the united states 12 days later the navigation satellite transit 1b is launched i put this in here because i thought it was really funny that happened on april fool's day i'm like can y'all just stop playing jokes about space and tell us the fucking truth um but
1: no because then (laughs) they would have to admit they never went to the moon i'm a firm believer that uh hey if you really went there why don't you go retrieve the fucking flag and have a whole bunch of tests run on it to prove that, uh, yeah, it was actually there? Oh, what? Because that would break well, but, your, uh, narrative. Heaven forbid. Well, but isn't,
0: doesn't, doesn't like China have a base on the moon or some shit?
1: I haven't heard about that this, but like, they
0: might. They have every fucking thing else. Okay. I guess that's just a weird rabbit hole thing I've retained and should throw away. <laughs> don't Google it. <laughs> Uh so okay, so we launched the weather balloon or weather balloon. <laughs> we launched the satellite. My bad. I'm sorry. I was thinking about weird uh weather conspiracies. Okay, so the 1960s census, uh that ha- <laughs> this is an interesting flashpoint also in the sixties. That's why we're here, guys. This is why we're here because there's just there's too many things so that many end things. up coming. They just end up coming to bite us in the ass and or don't change at all. And it's embarrassing and also infuriating. So let's do this together. Uh, the 1960 census includes a United States population of 179,323,175, an increase of 18 and a half percent since 1950. For the first time, two states, guess which two states y'all, New York and California have over 15 million people within its borders. So, somehow, in 1960, those states became like, this is where we want to be. And um, may I ask how terrible it is in those states right now? Oh, my like God. Are you kidding? Two of the worst COVID Observer, states? right? Like, your taxes are hella high. Your crime rates are hella high. your government's hella shitty yeah oh your government's high. yeah the 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 local government is just fucking garbage
1: Mm. fuck gavin Newsom. (laughs) fuck whoever's running fucking new york just light a match and walk the fuck away from
0: that shit show yeah so that that was a yeah yeah it was a it's weird but it also is like yeah i guess that that makes sense after 64 years, that's what it would look like. Hmm. Um, July 4th, 1960, the 50-star flag is debuted in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Go Birds! Um, November 8th, 1960, the presidential race to secede two-term president Dwight, Dean, Dwight D. Eisenhower is won by Senator John F. Kennedy, the Democratic candidate from Massachusetts, over incumbent Vice President Richard M. Nixon. Old tricky dick. Uh, I am
1: not a crook. Sorry, that's a reference way before your time, Miss Emily, but
0: I'm sure you've seen that reference. I only know anything about Richard Nixon and Spiro Agnew from Futurama.
1: Oh my god. Okay, you do a fantastic Bernie impression. You Bernie Sanders
0: 2024. Do it. Do it. Jesus. Bernie Sanders 2024. Socialized healthcare and free college for all. As long as I don't die in office.
1: Thank you, Amber Simile. I think we needed
0: that little interlude.
1: (laughs) Actually, funny. Bernie for president.
0: You know, that's when I knew I was full retard, honestly, was when I was like, you know what? That sweet old man, Bernie Sanders, he should be president. He deserves it. He's earned it. He served his time. What a dumb fucking thing to think. What a (laughs) dumb fucking program pleb thing to think. And that was about when I said, oh, hell no, I got to understand this politics because it's about to manipulate the fuck out of me for the rest of my life.
1: Not today, And I believe 23, uh, Spiro Agnew... No, wait, no. That wasn't Spiro Agnew that just fucking died. That was uh, Kissinger. Hundred and fucking one. That's proof, okay, that only the good die young? Because that motherfucker was evil. He damn near lived forever.
0: Or is that proof that Adrenochrome increases lifespan? Oh! We will never know.
1: Did you say it? I think you did.
0: We will never know. We will know. We will know. We do know. Nephilim shit. Um,
1: We killed the babies so we can live. I don't know why the fuck I made that character Indian, but fuck it, it worked.
0: Yeah, it was. It did. (laughs) Um, One thing about the Kennedy uh, Nixon election that is kind of like worth mentioning. Um The 1960s campaign for president had seen, it was the first televised debate. So that like amped up people to be interested in this election. I mean, I would assume people are interested in elections back then because what else did they have to look forward to? I don't know. I wasn't. It,
1: it, well, it um, wasn't like today where the corruption and the uh election stealing were obvious. Everything it was more is so crafted right. to it be more. Hidden.
0: Yeah, it was still very underhanded in back rooms, and a very small group of people were in on the take. Now everybody's in on the take.
1: Yeah, and just remember, um, okay, when you build a better mousetrap, yeah, you're,
0: you're going to get a better mouse. True. Word. And end up with a rat king. Nightmare fuel. Uh, So... Remember when I said that we uh, went ahead and acknowledged that Cuba was doing Cuba stuff with Castro back in January of 59. So January 3rd, 1961, uh, disputes over the nationalization of United States business in Cuba causes the U.S. government to sever diplomatic and consular relations with the Cuban government. And then April 17, 1961, the Bay of Pigs invasion of Cuba is repulsed by Cuban forces in an attempt by Cuban exiles under the direction of the United States government to over, overthrow the regime of Fidel Castro. Um, it, to me, again, I'm not going to explain it because I don't haven't done the deep dive and I don't want to be a retard on record. Um, that sounds like we don't give you your chance to do it the way that we wanted to, America wanted to, the government wanted you to, and you said no. I' gonna do it Castro's way, and then we said, cha!" I think not.
1: Yeah, he fucked and around then... and found out.
0: And for those who yeah. <laughs> are not aware,
1: because you know, by now I think everybody's aware that Castro totally fathered uh, our, the Canadian cocksucker Trudeau that's up there in
0: <laughs> power right now. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean the the. Uh, His mother had proximity, and the likeness is uncanny. However, honey, if it walks like a duck and it quacks
1: like a duck, the bitch got web feet. It's a duck. Let's just be
0: real. Listen, I have been hoolered at in the grocery store by people thinking that I am a person that I am not. Like we got doppelgängers out here, so I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not ancestry.com. I can't prove nothing, but it just seems a little little dinky, especially since, like, if that was the case, then that would just further prove that there is some big old schemey scheme to have the world run by a certain type of people, and then that would also, you know, if America had a such thing as, like, political dynasties or a gerontocracy, for example, um, that would also lean towards this one big thing of a plan, and, like, then you're a conspiracy theorist, so, it's just, eh
1: empress and Shirley also like serious. the world family i am
0: serious and don't call me Shirley.
1: seriously by now everybody knows <laughs> slash s sarcasm <laughs> yeah I, big <laughs> s because <laughs> Just like
0: yeah but, by now I, no, everybody's in
1: on the fucking joke if you will
0: everybody's in on the take
1: that's it well i mean yeah they're on on the take and now we know what the joke is how in the hell did we become so conspiracy laden this morning it's got to be in the coffee
0: No, I think it's just a side effect of being in reality. (laughs) Like, that's just a a side effect of consciousness, I think. Um, More space stuff. May 5th, 1961, the first manned suborbital space flight is completed with Commander Alan B. Shepard inside the Mercury capsule out of Cape Canaveral. Uh, It lands 20 days later. We know. Ugh. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, sorry. 20 days later, President Kennedy announces his intention to place a man on the moon by the end of the decade. cha cha So And the moon great moon. lie Inception begins. starts. Yeah. May 5th. On Cinco de Mayo. Why? Oh, because it's perfect. April 1st and Cinco de Mayo. Come on now. What are we, stupid? Oh, you yeah.
1: betcha. And you know it. All you got to do is look at the the bullshit they've been feeding us for how many fucking years to go. Yeah, they think we're dumb.
0: Well, and that's that is the goal. The goal is to get us to forget, to get us to not care. And then they can present us with a lie. And we can be like, yeah, it vaguely kind of sort of goes along with what I think I remember. But I don't really care. Enough, so, yeah, sure. OK. And then before you know it, we're fucking communism. Sorry, 1984,
1: once again. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's much like them recycling the script every so many years and expecting that the people who are old farts like us aren't going to go. Because it works, girl. Remember this. Because it works. It works until the illusion is dissolved that's the thing yeah okay somebody turned on a big-ass industrial fan and blew the smoke screen away and now they can't hide like the wizard behind the curtain it's all out
0: in the open their dicks are on the tables yeah well and that's i mean that's kind of like the fun part for this is like i don't i can read these things and be frustrated or i could just be like "Ah, what are we stupid?" Um, and kind of chuckle at it because, like, I know how this ends. I know that enough of us are smart enough to see the shit, and we're moving. And everybody's speaking the truth, and we'll get there. Uh, one thing that does have me frustrated, and also we re- we really are this dumb. Um, August thirteenth, nineteen sixty one, the construction of the Berlin Wall begins by Soviet bloc, segregating the German city previously held by or previously held in four sects sectors by allied forces including the United States. The wall would last for 28 years. The Berlin Wall came down October 1989. The last good thing to happen to humanity I've said it before, Lotus Effect episode 65, Yo Donut. Um, The last good thing collectively to happen for humanity the last time we all stood up and said fuck you this ain't right, was when we said take that fucking wall down.
1: Yeah and that was what we didn't uh... do that was during Uncle Ronnie's uh, tenure in the White House. I, I remember I am that frigging mm-hmm. old, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, tear belly. down that wall. Yeah, I remember yeah. the wall coming down. People were just taking whatever they could and just wailing on that thing
0: to to deconstruct right. it. But what I when I read that, I got romantic. Cause I, where was all them fucking anti-wall people? Where was all them goddamn don't build a wall to save me from Mexico people? Where were all those people in 1961 running their mouth? They couldn't have because the internet didn't exist. A, B. This
1: is one um, of the few times I'm going to actually say that the internet is actually a good thing. Although, although, let me add a caveat is, to that, which is the recalibrator. fact that. It is literally only as good as what is being programmed into it, much like we rail against generative AI on the Lotus Effect Saturday at 4 p.m. Central. The the reality is all the things. And and it's funny because I actually have um, a clip that kind of fits in with that.
0: Where'd you hear that? The Internet. And you believed it?
1: Yeah. I can't put anything on the Internet that isn't true. And that's what a lot of people think, is that if it's on the Internet, well, it automatically has to be a fact because it's on the Internet. And, you know, they can't put anything on the Internet that isn't true. Well, yeah, they can. They do it all the time. It's much like the
0: fact that they can put anything on the news media that isn't true because of the fact that they do it all the time. And also, in the Lord's Year 2024, lest we forget the revelation of the Smith-Mundt Act. The government is allowed to propagandize you. Right, like that is all you need to know. But you know what? Just because they're allowed to do it doesn't mean you have to let them do it. Hello, well, them being allowed to do it, you should assume they fucking doing it. So you should assume that everything out here is propaganda to some end. Right, like whether it's oh, trying we to totally get me to buy, do. How many times have we talked about do something? Yeah, how
1: many times we talk yeah. about 1984 and, uh, you know, uh, they live and I mean, there's so many movie references and book references that me that we make that it's like, has it really been this fucked up for this long? And I really think the answer yes, is a resounding yes. Yes,
0: ma'am. It'll, it, it always has been. And the reason why it keeps happening why they keep doing it is because it works and like we, like i said last week like of the populace across of evolution only 10 to 15 percent are really worth anything mm-hmm. so in their mind who gives a crap if we manipulate the fuck out the bottom 85 90 that's more money for us that is so much money for us who cares if ten to fifteen percent of them think for themselves and do something? Ooh, you're special. good for you. The history books will know your name. Yeah, but, but they know won't. they won't because we're gonna erase it. We're gonna erase it. and these other ninety percent of people don't even know who you are. So that's how it's gonna play out. And as like kind of defeating Black Pilly as that sounds, that is so liberating and so freeing, like in, you are free to do and be whoever you're feeling you're supposed to be on a cellular level like that's that's all you got to do you, you you don't have to be somebody else's flying monkey out here you don't have to fucking be somebody else's uh gopher do it. like you don't have to do all that if that's not what you feel like doing and how you want to operate whether that be uh propagating fucking ideas and mindsets and behaviors and da 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 like you don't have to do that you could, you could just do what you want to do, put your blinders on, worry about yourself, and let the fucking world do what it's going to do. Until it shows up at your door, until the bombs literally fall from the sky, it's going to be all right.
1: Hey, but let me ask you a question. Is that your personal take on it? Because honestly, that is what phone boy and I talk about all the time is we are very much the Lutvas and Lee, the, the uh, Lotvas, which is leave us the fuck alone. Leave us to fuck alone.
0: Yeah. Like I'm not going to bother you and it hinder your existence. I expect you not to do the same. Like that's, that's. Uh, and ultimately my mindset and the way I operate is different because uh, slightly different because I'm like, you know, I'm a Christian and I have a relationship with Jesus and God and like ultimately if I'm not supposed to do something, the Holy Spirit's gonna convict me and be like, Emily Michelle, what the fuck do you think you're doing? What are you doing? And I'm gonna not do the things, you know, it's gonna feel a certain type of way to me. I'm guided by something. And it's also in that is a responsibility. I have to allow other people to live their lives, and hope that they are convicted by their beliefs and hope that they're doing the right things. All I can do is just be a, an example of somebody who minds their business and takes care of the business. So, yeah, the the uh, Lofta, uh plug Larry Blydener, That Larry Show. God bless that man. He's, he makes uh, great he is little truly, short episodes. He is truly yeah. a a phenomenal
1: individual. And the yeah. fact that, I mean, he tells it like it is. He's not afraid like, to be
0: real. <laughs> I feel like Larry let me feel or let me say commie shit. Like that was when I heard him talking about it all the time. I was like, okay, cool. So no, I'm definitely allowed to say this is straight up like fucking trudging to communism. This Absolutely, is dumb. we need to not. As a That's- young person, all the okay boomer people who are going to dismiss him, I'm here to tell you that it's commie shit. It's commie shit and we're done with it. But and do it you want to know but when we start hating America and fucking it up? Do you want <laughs> to yeah, know why we
1: are slipping into the abyss the way we are? And don't take this wrong because I'm not targeting your no, generation. However, the younger folks. Don't want to hear jack shit from us old boomer farts who are trying to tell you, little girl, little boy, we seen this fucking movie before. OK, we still have the poster hanging in our fucking bedroom. Pay attention when we tell you da, 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 da. the irony behind which is we the old farts now. We're the same young whippersnappers that were saying the same fucking thing to our elders going, Nah, old man, you don't know what the fuck it's like, man. You ain't been, been out here on the streets, man. Guess what? Yeah, he was. This dude was probably in the trenches in fucking WW1 and WW2. He knows what the fuck he's talking about. Don't dismiss the man. Sit and talk to the man. Because I guarantee you, you're going to find out that the shit we're seeing now... It's just a, re, a remake, man. Different actors, same fucking
0: script. And the, as a representative of my generation, um, I'm going to go back to when I said that kids can smell hypocrisy. And like when I say, I look at this stuff and I'm like, where was y'all at? Where were the mad people at? Where were the loud people at? Why, why did y'all let this happen um, as a young man sometimes? When I hear an elder say things that, yes, make sense, but their behavior or the way that it's played out for them as an individual does not align with that. I'm not going to say I smell hypocrisy, but I'm like, okay, but if you couldn't do it, what makes you think i going to be able to do it? Um, so, and that's just a, like, that's a generational thing since the beginning of time. Old people know stuff, young people are supposed to disassociate themselves from the old people, but the old people have to tell the young people how to do things, and the young people don't want to hear what the old people have to say, because they're old people, and what the fuck do they know? I know everything, my prefrontal cortex isn't even wired yet. Like, it's... Somewhere in our 30s is when we should sit down with our elders and be like, Oh, elders, my shithead phase is over now, I am willing... To receive all the wisdom that you've tried to impart from me over the years that I was unwilling to take because I was functionally returning, I am here now. Please impart wisdom. Thank you.
1: Yeah, the problem of which is that comes around (laughs) about your 30s, at which point in time,
0: you're already pretty jolly well fucked. And you might be. And that may be the case. And for some of us, we figure it out before we're 30 and before it's too late. Uh, And it's never too late. This is um, true. It is never too late. Before the mess gets too big, (laughs) (laughs) ideally, is when we figure it out and we humble ourselves and we go to our elders and say, A, I need help, and B, I'm willing to accept that help. Thank you. um, But please do not let the uh, summation of your genetics and your line die with me. Help me. you got to humble yourself. And some of us aren't ever ready to do that, and some of us are too proud to do that and whatever.
1: Okay, but you whatever. you remember last time we got on the mic, we talked about the fact that broken people end up raising broken children. This yeah. is part of how that happens is because yes. if you're not one of the few select intelligent ones who fucking gets it before they're 30, by the time you do get it, and you're in your 30s. You've already procreated more than likely. You might be
0: knee deep in the in the quicksand. Yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. You might already be
0: knee deep in the quicksand, and that's really a no, disservice
1: and that's, and that's- to the you know, to the next generation because you're just propagating the propaganda, if you will, at that point, which is exactly where the root of the problem comes in is because you refused to wake up from your trance and put on the sunglasses and see it for what it was. Because again, you don't know nothing, old man. Yeah. Well, guess what? Now you do know and you realize
0: Yes, I, you know, you fucked up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's, um, and it's, that's just, that's just how it is. And that's how it's always been. And I hope that that's not how it always will be. I know that I'm making efforts to be better that way and, and encourage other people to do that and to lead by example. Um, but it, it is difficult and it is, it is an uncomfortable yet necessary thing one must do if they want a certain thing and if they don't want that then we can't want we can't make them want that and that's fine but as for me i want to grow and i want to evolve and i want to become a fucking superhero you're already All a superhero god damn it right exactly well now i need my superpowers i <clears throat> I know i can fly i just have to like learn enough shit and it fucking the genes will align and go doonk just kidding. Are, are are you thinking you're going to, like, you know, turn into fucking Deadpool or
1: some shit? Like, where are we at here, Hemp? Shoo. No. But oh, no, I mean, truly, I, I think there is hope yeah. for the next generations with parents like you who figured it out before you irreparably damaged your offspring. I mean, let's just be real about it. And, you know, to some... You can claim that, oh, I didn't know, I I had retard brain, I, eh, no, okay? Those of you who refused to pull your heads out of the sand before you pulled your heads out of your asses, you are the fucking problem, okay? Stop being the fucking problem. Start caring enough about your kids since you've already started fucking them up because you already put them in public school, you already started the indoctrination <laughs> process. You know, how about we start the deprogramming? Today. Start today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Start today to reclaim your oh, children. yeah, they're off
0: from school today. They don't have school today.
1: That's go. right. And why is that? We picked the most apropos day to do this particular subject with it being MLK Day.
0: Yeah well because the it's as as pedantic and symbolic as it is it is important that we do at at least we look back and say hey what was it like when he was alive why was he out there saying these things why did all these people follow him and listen to him what was that about
1: and in all honesty Uh, i feel like i did not do it's a cultural justice to this because yeah i would have really liked at the very least um because i have absolutely nothing against uh dr martin luther king i think he was a very forward-thinking speaker of his time he was a great Mm -hmm. leader he had a lot of radical ideas that made a lot of sense which is what inevitably got him killed because people didn't want The truth out there. They didn't want, especially, oh my God, a black man going out and riling up the people and waking them up that you don't have to take this ill treatment. You are just as good as a light-skinned person to be able to use the same toilet, drink out of the same water fountain, da-da-da-da-da. I really, and to this day, I love the fact of one of the quotes from him is judge a man, not by the color of his skin, but by the character of his person or some basic loose interpretation of, of the same character. Yeah. That to me, that still, as you would put it in the year of our Lord, 2024. Um, yeah, that still hits hard. That's still a really applicable statement. We have gotten so far away from the teachings of Dr. King in the in the field of equality and just stop looking at people and judging them because they're black, white, red, yellow, purple polka dot. Who gives a shit? Stop judging people by the outer wrapper because you might be missing a fantastic sweet treat underneath if you just took the time to look past the exterior.
0: Well, and remember how we talked about the tearing down statues and sanitizing history. The end goal is to end racism. To end racism. Yeah, but you you know what?
1: Hold on. and, And I wish I had this clip readily available. Again, I feel like I failed you all. There is a clip of Morgan Freeman and Mike Wallace having a conversation on 60 Minutes back in the day. And... Seriously, I mean, we're talking about probably 1980 mumble at best. And to be honest with you, even back then, they were still talking about how do we address racism? How do we address? Mm -hmm. We still talk about it today. We do. But I think Morgan Freeman had the best statement about this when asked by Mike Wallace about, you know, how do we how do we handle this? And he says flat out, "He says stop talking about it. He says Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop calling you a white man, and I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. I've got the clip. You do. Yeah. Okay. That's good enough. Uh, Phoneboy is going to actually. He has the clip. This is a beautiful thing.
0: How are we going to get rid of racism and stop talking about it? I'm going to stop calling you a white man. And I'm gonna ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman.
1: I love that clip, and and thank you, Funboy, my producer, uh, <laughs> for being right there in the clutch. I absolutely love that particular um clip because that really says it all, as far as I'm concerned. When you stop making it about race and color and all of this shit, a whole lot of worlds will open up for you and you will start seeing the world in a comp- through a completely different set of eyes. So instead of seeing the black man on the corner, the Asian lady at the market, you'll start seeing Michael and Jane and that's simply what it comes down to in my opinion.
0: Yeah. That and like I said earlier finding or seeing the infinite oneness the humanity in each other. The you know we're all individuals of the same whole regardless of your melanin concentration. Like it doesn't Yeah, the old trope we're any, all the same race, the human race. And that's true. Yeah. And that the the largest disservice to the racial civil rights movement of the 60s is the fact that the progress that was made, um, in my opinion, becomes almost invalidated or devalued because it's still today in 2024, quote unquote, not enough. Um, When the people that actually fought for it were you know pleased with the results and the they like they're they had met their goal um to to some extent right like they got the they got the civil rights bill passed um, and it, it's it, the fact that we still like Morgan said the fact that we still talk about it is what keeps it alive um but more so what keeps it alive is the ignorance of the um the culture at the time, right? Like we don't understand that the people who held those opinions were of a certain type of people who lived a certain type of life. So that is their, like that's their mindset because that's their lived experience. Good news, most of them are not with us anymore. They've passed on and hopefully those thought processes have passed on with them and people have evolved past that. But there's a lot of ways that we haven't. Uh, DEI, for example. Uh, But back to the 60s. So 1962, the uh, Vietnam starts to emerge. Uh, President Kennedy admits that military advisors are already in Vietnam and would engage with the enemy if fired upon February 7th. Here's the problem. This started and was
1: always classified as a, quote, police action they never even had the dignity and balls to call it a fucking war it's a place and a time that should have never occurred we had no business being over there and i do truly believe that it contributed to why kennedy got assassinated was because of the fact he did not want us in there and big dick texan lyndon b johnson did Mm -hmm. it was it was totally transparently a coup yeah, but I'm not going to play conspiracy theorists this morning about the JFK. <laughs> you can check out the Lotus effect that we did about the subject. You know, Lotus effect yeah. dot show. The, Just
0: saying. Uh, February 7th, 1962. Uh, Kennedy acknowledges if shit goes down, we about that life. Um, October 1st, 1962, 3000 troops quelled riots and. Um, allowing James Meredith to enter the University of Mississippi as the first black student under guard by federal marshals, Um, meaning, like, they let the black man into the college. So that's cool. But they had to have armed guards to keep him safe, which is weird. But, okay, And
1: 1962. And I'm sorry, but uh, right quick, if I can interject on that one, Uh, we are seeing maybe not carbon copy of the same thing, but look at the Jewish hate that we are seeing perpetrated on our college campuses over the Israel well, conflict. It was the
0: Jewish hate. We had the Asian hate because of yep. COVID. And before That's we right. found that, we had the Muslim and Islamic hate because of the terrorists in the 9-11 and WTC-7 just won't go away. And then we also had before that, we had the, the Iranians. And before that, we had the Japanese Americans that we interned because they was Japanese. So we just been doing a lot of dumb shit for a long time. Yeah, we just exactly a target. And when people get tired of that one, on to the next one. You know, those little like uh, those children's toy thing and it's like a Fisher Price thing, and it's a big clock-looking thing, and it's got all the little farm animals on there. Oh yeah, and it's uh, a little uh, thingy, in the CNC dad will say, <laughs> "Moo." Yeah, that's what they do with different segregated, protected classes that they have interned in legalese protected people. They got their wheel of protected people, and they spin it, and they say, "Go get 'em," and now defend 'em.
1: Exactly. And it works every and single time. We have uh, we have something to say about that. WTC seven won't go away. We love us a good conspiracy go. around here. We all know that uh, you know
0: WTC seven was an five three billion dollar insurance policy, but no questions, please. Exactly. Nothing um, to see.
1: Nothing to see. Move
0: along. Move along. Uh, October 14th, 1962, the Cuban Missile Crisis begins. So, again, retard, not on on record, being wrong. Um, If I was, let's say, I don't know, someone between the ages of 8 and 28 in America in 1962, I would be stressed the fuck out. And then you're going to tell me now we might have some missiles coming. You mean to tell me them under the school bomb desks might actually be a real thing? It's atomic bomb part two. Whoa. Twin towers prequel. Trauma bonding exercise. Am I wrong?
1: I don't think I No, you're absolutely not wrong. If anything, you you hit that shit right on the head because that I mean, we again, Circling back to the conversations um, that we had about Kathy and the words that she said about the way that you will never forget where you were 1962, November, whatever the fuck it was when Kennedy was shot. You'll never forget where you were were. 9-11-2001 when you heard Mm -hmm. that, you know, Mm -hmm. boom, the fucking plane hit the tower and it was all going to shit. Real quick and, you know, da, 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 da. And I've even told the story that I actually had a friend who was on an airplane that had flown out of Boston Logan Airport that morning. And I did not know whether her plane had been one that had gone into the towers or not. It was many hours later um, that I found out that she was safely in Chicago and being bused back to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I and living in Connecticut at the time when that happened, you know, I have a lot of personal stories that I could tell about that time and what was going on and et cetera, et cetera. But we're not going to get into that. We're going to continue to talk about the 60s and the shenanigans of the day that we are seeing some traces still lingering and the playbook being
0: rerun. Yeah. Uh, So... October 62, Cuban Missile Pri- Crisis pops off. Uh, it ends in 38 days. Uh, what many think was the closest the Cold War came to breaking into armed conflict, uh, which, watch the news for, I don't know, four hours, and you'll hear something similar being said. Uh, we're so close to Cold War. Stress levels at 11. Uh, June 10th 1963 President Kennedy signs the Equal Pay Act and remember last week how I said we we're going to talk about the feminist fizzes, um this week this is where this is where they get mad and the feminist is get activated in the 60s
1: and let's just be they honest equal pay it's still not equal. enough it's 1000% still okay. not equal For the amount of work that a woman has to do to get the same amount of money as a man is obscene. And I'm telling you from a point of having been in an industry for 14 plus years that was male dominated and that as a female, you had to work twice to three times as hard to prove that you were quote unquote half as good, which I've never been willing to accept because I could arguably... And had many people at many facilities tell me that I had maneuvered that truck better than most male drivers that they had seen. Yet I have to work twice mm-hmm. as hard. I have to prove myself again and again and again every single day, ten times more than the guy standing next yeah, to me. You do and that's horseshit. Yeah, you do and that's horseshit. And I will tell no, you, it's not. it is no, it's no, not. no, it is, it's and not I'll tell horseshit you why.
0: Because pause. It's not horseshit because because women out here be manipulative as fuck. And yes, they pretend to be sick a lot, right? And we use our lady problems, lady problems. If I have a man boss, I'm gonna say lady problems, and he's gonna go, no question, get out of here. <laughs> so we, women who are capable, women who want to be out here getting that bag, just like them men's, we want that equal pay because we do equal work, are held accountable for them do nothing bitches so yes equal pay for equal work has bit us in the ass as it was designed to and as we have allowed it to that's why your girl do equal pay for equal work up in her house that's, that's fair. What equal pay for equal work means to me here's so but here's the problem in in a hiring firing owner of a business mindset I have a man that I can hire, and if I tell him to be here Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4.57 p.m., that motherfucker will be there. If I have a woman that I hire and I tell her 9 a.m. to 4.57 p.m., I have to then say, do you have children? Doth thou have a husband? Doth thou have anyone who holds you as the keeper of their lives? Do you have people under your care? Most likely, yes. Then I have to figure in, okay, kids get sick. Fucking doctor's appointment. She's a whole person. She's got doctor's appointments, too. She probably has old parents that she has to take care of. She probably has a husband she has to do some shit with. So I don't have the dependability and the accountability and the I cannot demand of a woman what I can demand of a man from a business standpoint. I will end up disappointed and angry.
1: Okay? Would you make so it sound like no woman should ever get women hired. Taking
0: more time off. I'm not saying you shouldn't get hired, boo. I'm saying that you should know that if you're out here fighting, you got to carry the dead weight of all those bitches out here, too. And if that is not good for you, then when you see dumb bitches doing dumb bitchery, you say, ma'am, no, that is not good for us. Why are you doing that? That is not good for you. Why are you doing that? Take a vacation day. Tell the truth. Say, I don't feel like coming in today. Say, I am stressed out. You're expecting too much from me. I need a mental health day. Or quit this job and go get a different one. The dead weight and the allowance of saying, oh no, she really does. It's fine. No, I'll cover for you, girl. It's okay. No, that that is feeding into our own demise. So unless you're like in a small company where everybody keeps themselves accountable or like I did as a bartender, small groups, like it's it's hard. You're not gonna be paid what you think you're worth or what on paper you're worth because you're being held to account for all the other women out here who act foolish and take advantage of the situation. Yeah,
1: but in 2024, you have men as well reality of it. who have to be the parent that's relied upon to get the kids and do this and do that. The equality shift sure has changed.
0: He, and I'm sure that if we looked at the numbers, he'd get paid just as much as a single mom gets paid, because that's the amount of work that gets actually put in.
1: But you know what? That... That is the mentality of the generation that's closer to yours, which is the, I don't understand why you're pissed that I didn't show up. It's not like you're paying me for time that I'm not there. You pay me for the time I'm here. Why is it an issue that I didn't show up? Well, frankly, because of the fact that I was relying on you to be here because I still have a business to fucking run, whether you're here or whether you're not, and that kind of you know, unspoken contract between employer and employee that says, I have hired you to do a job between these hours and these hours. I expect you're going to show up on the days that we have agreed upon. And from these hours to these hours, provide your services to me for the gold press latinum. That is the, at the end of the right. day, that is what it's supposed also, to be. Women
0: don't ask. Yeah. We don't ask and demand what we think we're worth. Um, that's, that's, an ep- that's because an historically of our,
1: we've been treated like shit and devalued for so well, many that's years a, that we finally us issue. just yeah. But you know what? It's because we are we've literally become uh, in. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, generation after...
0: Docile little robots? Yes, but
1: only because of the fact that... Stepford wives? The mothers before us, the grandmothers before us, are imparting to us, basically, Nah, bitch, don't even try, because the man is going to keep you down. Stay in your lane. Accept your limitations. There's a reason why I became a fucking truck driver other than at the time I thought the money was good. It was because I was hellbent for election that I was going to break the norm. I was going to be a woman who did that job. To the absolute best of her ability, I had a 4.0 GPA in truck driving school. That's something I can hang my hat on. I was the top of my class in the school that I attended. And as much as people probably snicker and scoff behind the speakers going, oh, you had a 4.0 in truck driving school. Oh, Oh, talk to me when you actually go to college. You know what, bro? Talk to me. When you can take 80 foot of a vehicle, bend that motherfucker like Beckham, not hit anything and do easily six to 700 miles every single day that you're out there, get shit for sleep. Your diet is ass. You don't see your family. Then tell me how I don't deserve the same fucking amount of pay that your ass that's Home every night in his damn bed, not out on that truck, not having his old lady worrying if he's nailing some lot lizard. Okay. There's reasons. Well, but
0: how many more years did he have in it than there's a lot of factors that go into it? A men have been in the workforce longer and more consistent than most women. That's because women do not have gaps in their resume. Most men monkey bar it, job to job, right? Like Absolutely. They, they are on their shit because they have to be. Women, will quit a job, go start a new job, and then not work for six months because we stacked all of our cash, and then we'll go back to work, and then we didn't like that, so now we're, our resumes are choppy and funky. Like, I'm not even going to lie, and, and I'm not going to cap. Um, it's We're chaotic. Well, that's what we're supposed to be. We go from being taken care of by our daddies, most of us didn't have them, so we took care of ourselves or our mamas, of us, and that leads to a whole different set of issues, but anyways, and then we end up taking care of ourselves, or we find some man to take care of us, and then we don't work, or we do work, and it's part-time stuff, and we're very limited on, hey, I can only work between the hours of 9.05 a.m. and uh, 1.47 p.m., because I have children that have to go to school, and then commute time, and then I have to pick them up from school, and then also, I'm going to need days off, and actually, you know what, it would just be so much easier for you if I wrote my own schedule for the whole year, I'm going to write it for you for the whole year. And you just plug it in when you got to do that. I will agree to do that. But we're not afforded that opportunity. I luckily, when I worked at Wawa, they had automated scheduling and that's what I did. I wrote my own schedule for the two years I worked for them and it was wonderful. If you have the opportunity to do that, fucking do yourself a favor, plan your fucking life, give the time that you can to the company that you work for. And also, when the shit does hit the fan, you can show up like a superstar and save the fucking day. You can you can have the bandwidth to say, hey, everybody got COVID. We're down an entire fucking shift of people. I'll come in and I'll work extra. I'll come in and I'll be there for fucking 14 hours. I don't care. Just make sure it's double pay, bitch. Give me my money. Like, that gives you the opportunity to do that stuff. And I did what I did because it worked for me. I'm just sharing the cheat codes because a lot of us women are subjected to the number one the responsibilities to ourselves the responsibilities to our families and then the responsibility to our corporate masters okay so to optimize our experience reprioritize that in a way that serves you the individual your family the best and gets the most out of that corporate master right we want the most money for the least amount of mental effort and i do know that there are some pay disparities, but it really, 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 really just boils down to men have more consistent employment, which means that they have a higher skill set level, which means that they are worth more. And women, we are worth what we're worth, but we are also held account to the worthless ones. So. So the men don't
1: have to be accountable to the worthless ones, but the women do. That's basically the message I'm hearing here.
0: Well, they men are held to the worthless ones, like the well, play the race game. You know, if you hire a certain type of a person, you're going to assume they're that way, and if they're not that way, that's a happy surprise. But um, until you prove yourself otherwise, you're assumed to be whatever the stereotype is associated with your race. Well, that's know. no, that's fair. That's just that's it's completely dumb. fair. It's, it's yeah, it's a uh, like this. <laughs> Oh yep. Well, I'm just gonna plan on him always being late. Or oh yep, I'm gonna have him balance the tills because he's probably really good at math. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things that some men are subjected to. They're held account to the crappy ones, right? Like oh uh, spoke Anthony Bourdain for example. Love the man. May he rest in peace. Um, his big thing was restaurants and bars and kitchen people. And his also big thing was. Junkie mindset like if you if you only ever see somebody as their worst parts, you'll never see them Um, And you have to allow people to show up to you where who they are, right? You have to see them as they are and And only make assumptions on the person in front of you based on their actions Uh, and that's I think that that's just a byproduct of being misjudged oneself and then reflecting on the fact, like, oh, man, why do people just assume that I'm a piece of shit? Oh, well, yeah, that's because everybody has a bunch of preconceived misconceptions about everybody that they see. Um, but the Equal Pay Act, that happened in 1963. <laughs> and that made the feminist romance. And in the show notes, I've got um, a collection of essays that people can read through. Um, one of them is kind of funny because... Uh, it, it explicitly says that the, the gains made in the 1960s uh, made Obama's election possible, um, which again leads to the political dynasty, the pre-programmed uh, chain of events that none of us uh, are supposed to know are happening. Um, also, like the 60s are still affecting today because the changes that they made here trickle down through the generations. And now you have actionable change, right? Like Obama's the president, first black man elected into office. Um, <clears throat> June, this one stuck out to me really big. And it has a follow up in 1970 that I'm going to mention. Uh, June 17 1963 the Supreme Court of the United States ruled in the case of Abington School District versus Shemp That laws requiring the recite the recitation of the Lord's Prayer or Bible verses in public schools is Unconstitutional the vote was eight to one okay listen Neither here nor there. I, I Don't know the the specifics on that case. I think that's kind of cool that that would happen. You know, like it's an endearing still, like that one-room schoolhouse feel of public school. I kind of dig it a little bit. But I also can see why in America in 1963, as the world is the way it was, um, that that might not be ideal, right? We could see that as an issue societally.
1: That was actually one of the arguments when I was in high school, was that I personally thought the requirement to say the Lord's Prayer or have a, you know, moment of silent prayer was a violation of uh, separation of church and state.
0: And you would have that mindset because this happened in the 60s, and that was kind of the, 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 um, the undercurrent of the political and cultural stream at the time and and the fact that 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 they've taken
1: prayer out of schools they've taken god out of schools a lot of people cite that as being kind of the beginning of the end and
0: why we are where we are with our young folks now oh sweetheart, i have that follow-up for 1970 that i found was mighty interesting so i can't wait 1963 1963 we say no more prayers in school okay so april 27th or april 22nd 1970, the first Earth Day celebration is held, with millions of Americans participating in anti-pollution demonstrations. These demonstrations included school children walking to school instead of riding the bus. Oh, virtue signal much, anyone? I present to you the inception
1: of climate change. Oh, don't make me find
0: the Greta clip. I... okay so 1963 we take the lord's prayer out of school it is not allowed you can do that at the public school cool um a mere seven years later we're earthy in it we're walking to the public school okay cool no no questions no questions um July 25, 1963, the United States, Soviet Union and Great Britain agree to limited nuclear test ban treaty barring all nuclear testing above ground. Cool. So now they just do it underwater in the ocean. No questions. August 28, 1963, the civil rights march on Washington DC for jobs and freedom culminates with Dr. Martin Luther King's famous, I have a dream speech from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. Over 200,000 people participated in the March for Equal Rights. Uh, November 22, 1963, in Dallas, Texas, during a motorcade through downtown, President John F. Kennedy is mortally wounded. I'm not going to say the rest because it's a lie.
1: I Vice was President so waiting. No, no, no. I was so waiting for you to say the rest. Say the rest. I really need you to.
0: Oh, <sighs> President John F. Kennedy is mortally wounded by assassin Lee Harvey Oswald. <clears throat> Bullshit. Oh, okay, cool. I was, I was on the more team of like, I don't want to say it because it's a lot. But, you always uh, got to know Vice I got President you in the Lyndon. clutch, girl. Yeah. There we go. Uh, <laughs> a little cleanser. Uh, Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson is sworn into office later that day. Two days later, Oswald kills himself, or oh, Oswald was killed, or Oswald himself was killed on live national television by Jack Ruby while being transported in police custody. a it. Um... So, but by the way, uh, I want to circle July. back real quick uh, to the yeah. Earth Day
1: celebration. I can remember those when I was in school. It was this big hullabaloo, like, oh, you know, let's all walk and not carpool, mm-hmm. and, you know, oh, it's all about the planet, and, you know.
0: Yep. To the gate, to the gate, to the climate gate. <laughs> Yeah, the wonderful beginnings. Yeah. And, that I mean, we don't want to pollute. I get it, right? Like, I grew up fucking sniffing six-packs because I didn't want no turtles and ducks getting caught up in them. So, and now I just don't buy six-packs because they're fucking it's garbage, man. For you. So uh, true. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, that was, the- and today, right? Like, ugh, what the fuck are they talking about in schools today we know we know but i'm just saying the the slippery slope is yet again proven to be a much lighter casualties unknown uh july 2nd 1964 an omnibus legislation in the u.s congress civil rights is passed it banned discrimination in jobs voting and accommodations. Uh, August 7th, 1964, Tonkin Resolution is passed by United States Congress authorizing broad powers to to the president to take action in Vietnam after North Vietnamese boats had attacked two United States destroyers five days earlier. Uh, President, uh, November 3rd, 1964, President Lyndon B. Johnson wins his first presidential election over Barry Goldwater. Uh, Johnson extended Democratic Party victory by former running mate John F. Kennedy with four eighty-six to fifty-two, um, and that that election um, it actually split the Democratic Party. Um, that is uh, <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson um, and uh, Kennedy. They they were kind of. Polar opposites within the Democratic Party, um, and that that split the Democratic Party to the more um, Clinton-friendly variety of Democrat, which obviously, like that that split in the Democratic Party back in the sixties, uh, allows that to happen. In um, so, Lyndon B. Johnson gets explicit rights to do some shit in Vietnam. Uh, June 29th, we start bombing uh North Vietnam by December of this year. The United States had 385,300 tr- troops stationed in South Vietnam, with 60,000 additional troops offshore and 33,000 in Thailand. So, what is that, another 93? So, what, 450,000 troops we had in a place that we had no business being. I wonder why people in America on this dirt were mad and burning their draft cards shortly thereafter. Uh, July 1st, 1966, uh, Medicare, the government medical program for citizens over the age of 65, begins. Um, How's Medicare doing today?
1: I believe the best term is damn near bankrupt.
0: Yeah. So um, this. Uh, yeah. By the time CYA. we get ready
1: to retire, yeah, the coffers are going to be fucking.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Empty. Uh, I'm I'm tossing a little pricky dick out there, uh, and I'm going to say that uh, that CYA of 1966 Medicare it will be no more. It's it's not it's coming to that generational close where we are seeing that it just doesn't quite work the way it's supposed to within the system that it exists in. Um, and instead of us knowingly like idiots paying into something we're never going to benefit from, um, we'll just exit entirely. So I would say that they would make it nice and clean and fancy and do it in 26. But that's just my little prediction. Who am I?
1: hey, we're gonna we're we're gonna mark it as you know, much like my I prediction know. earlier on the be show. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's it's uh, it's absolutely uh, heading that way uh, at a great rate of speed. Just you yeah. know, they've been the the problem that the government has not yet have to figured shift. out is that you cannot keep taking and taking and taking and not add anything back and expect mm-hmm. that that well is not going to run dry.
0: Yeah, they uh, the only the only way you could keep it is to rebrand it as some sort of a UBI.
1: You know what the sad part is? Is I almost think they could get away with rebranding it, and the sheeple would literally continue to blindly march in in you know in
0: line like the good little yeah. mind controlled slaves that they are. Well and when you when you have no direct interaction with it, you're not going to fully be aware of how useless it is, right? Like if I didn't know how useless it is because my great grandma had it i I would have no opinion on it. I would be like, "Well, oh, sure, take my money. that's fine. I'll get it one day um." But, like, I saw my great-grandma have to deal with it. Like, the donut hole that you go in every year for your medicines where you got to pay full fucking price right at the end of the year when you're fucking pinching pennies. That's disgusting. But every old person in America does it. And, and, and the bitch of it
1: is for, you for are forced of... to take
0: Medicare at a certain age. Right.
1: Even if you have, like, even if you're still you working, even if you're yeah. still, it doesn't matter. They're like, nope, you have to get on our, you, you have to get, get on the it, train. Yeah. Like, yeah, and that was no, ACA. that's obsc- that was, yeah. it reminds me and I, I hate to make this uh connection, but I'm going to anyway, Do it's it. it's much like the the trains of Jews in the Holocaust. You didn't have a choice. Get on the train.
0: Yeah, that's all you on.
1: fucking yeah. had. And then Medicare yeah. is that train. There's a reason why they call it the Medicare train, because you don't have a choice. And you're on it, and until you, you got to get
0: on it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and
1: I wonder yeah, why that and is. The, and it, you know, let's talk. Uh, let's talk for a second about fucking well, and I was bodily about autonomy to, and yeah. the fact of freedom of choice and all the things that we're supposed to be. You know, our constitution guarantees you know life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But you're taking the liberty away from people because they get old. Mm -hmm. now we're dealing with ageism from the government because you quote-unquote aged out, and now you have to... But those
0: same people can still be senators and congressmen and representatives and sit on boards
1: and hold office. Do you think those fucking oldie moldies are forced to be on fucking medicare i don't think no, no, so because they got
0: their special jobby benefits which are much better than medicare and because and, it's federal i'm sure that there's some caveat that says like if you're covered otherwise by us then you're fine yeah and the
1: fact that we pay these know. fucking wrinkle bag pieces of shit until they fucking yeah. die <laughs> what what jesus fucking christ, jesus you, fucking can't christ. you can't be serious you can't be serious
0: Yeah, it's a a gerontocracy. The the best representation we've ever had as humanity for a gerontocracy is what we have right now.
1: Yeah, no no Um, disagreement there. Uh, Sorry, just had to have that little rant this morning because OMG. uh, November 8th,
0: 1966, the first United States senator in 85 years, Edward Brooke, is elected to congress um brooke was the republican candidate from massachusetts and former eternal attorney general of the state uh oh he was the first black united states senator 35 years that's the big takeaway on that one my bad i'm butchered that at the beginning uh january 27th 1967 the outer space treaty is signed. i've never even heard the united states girl i hadn't either that's another show for another day but i was i, like, I wait, think this is a bullshit now, term that now they came up force with space force makes sense oh space force makes total oh. sense well but that oh, i read this and i was like oh well no doubt that's why he did space force because huh. the outer space treaty i'm sure uh we'll look into that on a different day but uh january 27th 1967 the outer space Tree- treaty is signed into force by United States, Great Britain, and the Soviet Union to take effect on October 10th, 1967. Um, June 23rd, 1967, a three-day summit between President Lyndon B. Johnson and Soviet Premier Alexei Kosygin is held at Glassboro State College in New Jersey culminates in a mutual declaration that no crisis between them would lead to war. Uh, July 1967, Um, Black riots plague U.S. cities in Newark, New Jersey. 26 are killed, 1,500 injured, and 1,000 arrested from July 12th to the 17th. One week later, July 23rd to the 30th, 40 are killed, 2,000 injured, and 5,000 left homeless after rioting in Detroit, known as the 12th Street Riots. Uh, The riots are eventually stopped by over 12,000. Five hundred federal troopers and national guardsmen um what did uh that sounds like corner corner yeah it does That's uh George peaceful. floyd anyone yeah well mostly peaceful stuff um October second nineteen sixty seven Thurgood Marshall is sworn into office as the first black Supreme Court
1: justice and we know all the uh, stuff he January. did he did some stuff <laughs>
0: On January 16th, 1968, the Yippies released their first manifesto as an open invitation to occupy Chicago during the convention for an international festival of youth and music theater. Um, So this is pretty interesting. Um, the, The Yippies showing up at the 1968 DNC convention is, in my opinion... Um, like the uh, the January sixth of the sixties,
1: <laughs> oh, so you're saying that this... we've had more than one insurrection,
0: surely you can't be serious I am serious, and don't call me Shirley yeah, um there in the show notes you'll see the link to the uh the article that explains it all um and all of these links happened. will be available in the show notes so you all
1: can read this for yourselves because. You know, if it's on the internet, it must be true. And I'm not saying this isn't true. <laughs> I'm I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm being a bit of a smart ass. But at the same time, we will make, make sure that the joking. links are included in the show notes so that you can read for yourself the way our country has systematically and slowly imploded itself year after year.
0: How we've frogged and potted our way to today.
1: As we um. often like
0: to use that analogy. That's right. Uh, let's see. March 31st, 1968, President Johnson announces a slowing of the bombing of North Vietnam and that he would not seek re-election as president. Peace talks would begin May 10th in Paris. All bombing of North Korea halted October 31st. Halloween. We must be stupid. Um, (laughs) you want to double click on that one? Well, I don't, it's just a... okay april 1st they launch the freaking weather satellite okay and then cinco de mayo we say to cuba and then on halloween we say oh you know what north korea we bombed you enough it's cool that's cool no big deal there you go with your pattern recognition again miss emily (sighs) it's just like could we not i don't know it's weird it's just it's weird um I get like a buzzing sound in my tinfoil hat when I read that stuff. Can I help it? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> uh, what do I have here next? I've got... Okay, so remember how I mentioned earlier the Democratic Party split? Um, <clears throat> at the end of March, Johnson went on television to announce that he was ending his re-election campaign. Uh, Richard Nixon ended up winning. We all know how that plays out. Um, <sighs> You know what? And that's another narrative
1: that they recycled. They took the Nixon Watergate and the next candidates that we had that dipped their toes. And that was, of they course, all have the, the same scandal.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's kind of the thing. Yeah, whitewater. Like, once they have something that works, we'll just run it again. And we'll just keep running. Until somebody says, what the fuck are you doing? And that's just kind of like, I think, what they've just managed to get away with forever nobody notices it
1: yeah and, and that now they've started rebranding
0: it you know so right. we're, we're, and that's the thing is like you have to repackage it every once in a while like even mcdonald's changes their menu you know like you gotta zhuzh it up for the people when they start to get smart to it exactly because of course you
1: know when you put lipstick on a pig it completely changes the complexion and you're completely fooled well yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's like the old uh it's like the old mustache and gla- and big nose and glasses <laughs> fucking thing like oh they'll never know it. it's me i got these here glasses on
0: yeah uh so the democratic party splits uh and then kind of all hell sort of sort of kind of starts to break loose April 4th, 1968, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. is assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, June 5th, 1968, presidential candidate, Democratic senator from New York, Robert F. Kennedy, is shot at a campaign victory. uh, I just
1: have to add, I just have to, I'm sorry. And dies
0: one day later.
1: I just, I just, ah! Sorry. (sighs) No, go for it. This drives me nuts because I don't know how many people know that... Uh, jfk and bobby were both told like don't fuck around or you're gonna find out like they told bobby if he ever ran for president that they were gonna fucking kill him and that's exactly what happened and yeah that whole family is just so deeply steeped in drama from stem to stern and tits to toes it is unbelievable I can remember back when uh, JFK Jr. got killed in a plane crash. I was late. They were looking for him. And I was laying mm-hmm. on a beach in Musquam and Kitt, Rhode Island. And I remember the helicopters buzzing the beach because they were looking for his downed aircraft. It was wild to, to live through that particular time. But again, here we go, you know, with the public trauma bond of Mm -hmm. oh my god we've lost jfk jr (laughs) and then everything fucking goes back to that black and white photo of him saluting the casket of his father and around and around we go with the trauma
0: yeah and that's we see a similar uh cycle is we have two or we have influential leaders being assassinated and then so that's uh april and june and then in august uh that's when the yippies who announced their existence back in january that's when they staged their protest at the uh the dnc um let's see where am i gonna start at this uh the yippies for their part pressed on although the numbers that descended on chicago were a small fraction of the 500,000 first imagined an estimated 10,000 protesters from various groups were in Chicago for the convention. Um, denied government to have a music festival or, or even to lawfully protest, the Yippies still held a mock convention for their can- for for their candidate. Um, you'll have to read the article to find out about their candidate. Uh, it's a little grotesque. Just a the touch. Yippies were. Yeah, the yippies were among the throng of protesters and news media in Grant Park on the afternoon of August 28th when police swarmed a young man who tried to lower the American flag. The protesters by hurling insults and rocks at the police and National Guard troops who broke into an all-out riot. Hundreds of unarmed protesters were tear gassed and indiscriminately beaten. All of it caught on camera. How convenient uh february eight so a fast forward slash tie this together um and the story so that way you're not wondering what happens to all those people right uh february 18th 19 yeah february 18th 1975 members of the chicago seven formerly chicago eight Uh, are convicted of crossing state lines to incite riots during the 1968 Democratic Presidential Convention in Chicago. So
1: I have an interesting uh, question. Um, Rittenhouse, I'm just saying, uh, there was no... (laughs) No, I'm sorry. This dude crossed state fucking lines to go do some shit. And they acquitted him. Question mark, exclamation point. What the actual fuck? The...
0: So, the way that it was able to be charged for Mr. Rittenhouse was because they got away with it in 1970. Because that set a precedent. Because that said that we are now saying that if you cross state lines to incite riots, that's a law that you've now broken. We've charged someone for it. We've charged specifically seven people for it. So, fuck around and find out, bitches. And that to me, when I said earlier that the 60s had their January 6th, (laughs) this seems a lot like that. (laughs) Uh, What am I? Just a retard. I don't know. But when I look at it, I'm like, oh, that was, it's pretty weird that everybody showed up and there were so many cameras. I mean, it is 2024, everyone has a cell phone, but like a lot of people were there to film it already, specifically one lady's daughter. So I don't know. It just seemed weird. Um, November 5th, 1968, Richard Nixon recaptures the White House from Democratic Party with victory of Hubert H. Humphrey and third party candidate George Wallace.
1: Which I want uh, to point out, George Wallace was one racist motherfucker from cracker Bama. I'm pretty damn sure, if I'm not mistaken, he
0: was governor down there back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, he might have been. That would, I mean, that's. I think that, that that would be how he ended up running. Be on his governorship platform.
1: Ooh. Who um, else have we seen that was a governor of a
0: shithole state? Oh, that's right. Billy Boy Clinton. I was about to say, yeah. Uh, uh, Senor, Senor Clinton. Uh, January 25th, 1969, four-party Vietnam War peace talks begin. In April, U.S. troops in the war reached its zenith at... 543,400 and would would begin their withdrawal on July 8. So we had half a half a million people not even people half a million young men were sent over to Vietnam and then we wonder why they came back disgruntled. It is no mystery.
1: Yeah and then of course you know the fact that the country turned its back on them the government who Mm -hmm. promised to quote unquote take care of them we all know how good the government is at taking care of its own that's why we have so many fucking Vietnam vets who are experiencing shell shock battle fatigue PTSD whatever the fuck you all have rebranded it and spun it into it's still the same disgusting reality that your country that you served and all the horrible shit that you saw and did over there yeah your country doesn't give a fuck they say oh your country thanks you yeah your country shows it by the fact that they let you be homeless on the side of a fucking interstate off- ramp and you can't afford your health care and I just I'm not gonna go on a on a Phoenix rant this morning folks it's too fucking early and it's only Monday. But let's just say the way that the government has continually treated the the brave men and women who went and put their lives on the line for this country, the way this country repays them is fucking disgusting and should be ashamed of itself. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Um, The so. By July eighth, will be withdrawn from Vietnam, which is good news. Uh, and that would be July eighth, nineteen seventy. Um, July twentieth, nineteen sixty nine. The Apollo program completes its mission. Neil Armstrong, United States astronaut, becomes the first man to set foot on to set foot on the moon. <clears 40 throat> days bullshit. After from uh, sorry, not sorry. That's all right. I, I. It's a four day journey to the moon, which is. You know, I guess it is what it is. Uh, his Apollo 11 colleague, Edwin E. Aldrin. Buzz! need him. Like I said, oh, if you want Buzz Aldrin.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm... Did you so just make that connection? Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Good morning, Hempress Emily. We're doing a show called Coffee and Chronic. I cannot believe you did <laughs> I not... didn't know his real name. <laughs> I I didn't either, but he's the only fucking famous Aldrin astronaut that we. The only Aldrin, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I still contend. That's why why I went. If they want us to believe that we really fucking went to the moon, here's an idea: we got all this advanced technology. Fly the fuck back up there and go get us that flag. And here's an idea: live stream it, you bastards.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, do that. Uh, July twenty fifth, nineteen sixty nine. President Nixon announces his new Vietnam policy, declaring the Nixon Doctrine that expl- or that expected Asian allies to care for their own military defense. This policy and all Vietnam War policies would be heavily protested throughout the remainder of the year. On November fifteenth, nineteen sixty nine, more than two hundred and fifty thousand anti Vietnam War protesters demonstrated and marched on Washington, D.C. to peacefully protest the war. Uh, November 21st, 1969, November 21st, 1969, the Internet called ARPANET during its initial development is invented by the Advanced Research Projects Agency at the U.S. Department of Defense. ARPA, A-R-P-A. The first operational packet switching network in the world was deployed, connecting the IMP at UCLA and the Stanford Research Institute. By December 5th, it included the entire four-node system with USCB and the University of Utah. So the internet was born.
1: Behind the mic, I'm sorry, behind the mic, phone boy and I were talking because, you know, him being a dude named Ben as he is. I'm like, were you aware of this, that literally the Internet was created November 21st, 1969? That's a really interesting fact that I think every dude and dudette named Ben and Bernadette needs to know. And I can't believe I'm still making na references. Bad podcaster. Get the spray bottle. Swear to God. Bad podcaster. Get the spray bottle.
0: Uh, so that, that, that's the, the 60s and the, the things tying into today, but while we're still here talking about it, um, I've got like three things I want to cover that happened in the 70s that tie back into this stuff that are just a, hmm, in that odd, um, February 21st, 1972, the journey for peace, the journey for peace of the United States president to Peking, China. Richard M. Nixon had meetings with Mao Zedong uh, and began the process for normalization of relations with China. May 22nd, 1972, President Richard M. Nixon makes his first trip to the U.S. president or the first trip as a U.S. president to Moscow. The week of the summit discussions would lead to a strategic arms pact, S-A-L-T, that would be or, yeah, SLT-1, that would be signed by Nixon and Premier Leonid Brezhnev on May 26th. On July 8th, the White House announced the sale of American wheat to the Soviet Union. His name is January Brezhnev, 20th? by the way. That is pronounced Brezhnev. Brezhnev. Okay, thank you. I was like, I knew that that wasn't right, and I've heard it It's right, okay. I couldn't find it. Brezhnev. Got it. Uh, January 22nd, 1973, the United States Supreme Court rules Roe v. Wade that a woman cannot be prevented by a state and having an abortion during the first six months of pregnancy. Okay, so. Wow. uh, You you ran over that faster
1: than a barefoot monk on hot coals. Is that a trigger subject for
0: you? Well, we I mean, okay. so my take on that has always been and will always be. Let me explain the United States of America to you in government terms with in a way that y'all will understand. You, the individual, let's say that you are a grandchild. You live in a state. Let's call that your parents. And that state is part of a country and we'll say that that's your grandparents. Now, you as a whole grown-up, do you have to listen to your parents? No, you could move. You could go to a different state. as a As a grown adult, Do you have to listen to your grandparents? Nah. But you got to respect them. Right? Like, right? We got to respect them. We ain't got to listen to them. We can move around. We can hop around these states, but we're still here in their house and we got to respect it. Should, yes. My take on this is the federal government, our grandparents, they can say, listen, that's your body. You do what you want. But I can't tell your parents what to tell you. And I can't make them not let you do this, and I can't make them make you do this. I can just say, as your grandma, or as your grandpa, mm, probably not best idea, but it's your body, your choice, you do what you want with it, okay? So, grandparents, parents, us, grandchild. The With the Supreme Court telling the federal government, grandpa, grandma, telling mom and dad, you best let them do this, or else. That's a little fucked up. It's a little fucked up whether it's good for us or bad for us, our grandparents shouldn't have that much power over our parents to force a, for, force them to make us do something or force them to allow us to do something. That's just a step too far for me, in my opinion. So so you're saying um, you are or are was, not an advocate for the woman's right. We talked about this before. And if it is my body, my choice as a medical thing, then it needs to be treated as such. And the medical waste should not be profited off of. I like that take. If you're going to have one, if you're going to have one, then the center should offer you a card to the nearest crematorium and you can get your little locket with your ashes so that way no fucking old ass, goddamn wrinkly 101 year olds fucking get to have that adrenochrome. Okay? Okay. So that way no fucking goddamn Eli Lilly gets you skin samples and cell samples and running goddamn laboratory tests on it. Okay? That's my opinion on it. Hey, uh, I have be no objection to it, of that. But it should, be, it should be much more medicalized than it is. And much more medicalized by means of if you're going to give us a pill for it, why don't you give us a room to go with it? Why don't you give us a little stay in the hospital and overnight check-in just to make sure we don't fucking bleed out at home. And make sure there ain't no fetuses going into the sewer system. That's the part about this that <laughs> it me out the most. How many? How many little babies have shown up in the goddamn water treatment facility? I don't want to know that answer, How sadly. Many. But that's the reality of it. That's the reality of it. When you send somebody home with them pills and say, go deal with this on your own. It's your choice. You're allowed to do this. What's she going to do? What is she going to do? I She's going to be sitting on the potty. Going to come out. We're going to fliggety flush it. We're going to feel real bad. We're going to cry and be a mess for the next year and a half while our hormones readjust and we self-destruct. But no, we should be allowed to do it. I digress. Listen, your girl lives in states that allow it because that's the choice that I make. But also, your girl ain't going having a punch guard. So make your best choices. Um, But the federal government should not have had a say in that. And also, when you dig into that case, it's all kinds of fucked up.
1: Oh, it is all uh, kinds of completely... Fucked up, especially because it was was also based on a lie. Because the woman who that case is centered around admitted it was a lie. I wasn't actually raped, like bitch. Right now, I will tell you, right there are laws in this country against false accusations like that. How the fuck was this bitch not snatched the hell up by the goons and put in the gulag? Fucking immediately, do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred
0: dollars. Because they got what they wanted out of it, they got the the rights in the states to happen. Then the birth. Oh yes, yeah, so of through, course. How could I be everybody... so stupid as
1: to forget that as long as the government is getting what they want, laws be damned.
0: Well, and that's but but that's what happens whenever you have all of these systems working together, working against a population who is too downtrodden to give a fuck. They're just going to go where the bumper guards send them. Yeah, because it's easier than
1: actually picking yourself up out of the mud puddle. You would rather just ride the fucking acceptance train like a blind slave. I'll just say it out loud. It's ridiculous that, you know, it's it's ridiculous that more people don't take a vested interest in in their future in their life in the wake up look around and you know mm-hmm. ultimately put the sunglasses on see the lizard people for who they are and i will tell you the government is chuck a block full of those lizard people
0: yeah and not only is it the <laughs> is it the lizard people you need to see it's like you individual connoisseur, sewer like you deserve to have a a present good life like you you don't deserve to be manipulated um you don't deserve to have people take advantage of you because of your insecurities um, you don't deserve to like i don't know be propagandized ultimately, so the more that we inform you, the less likely um, it will affect you and uh yeah, it's, it's, I understand that it's hard and I understand that it's comfortable and it's what we know, but it's also like shitty and not working anymore. So we got to learn to look at it and, and see, see it play out three or four more steps ahead of like what is in front of us because yeah, it might, yeah. Uh, back in, uh, what do we got? Uh, Uh, one of the examples that we talked about today. Um, Oh, the the freaking we'll go to that. We'll do the 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 weather satellite, right? The weather satellite went up. What is that? Sixty four years ago, um, and they still can't accurately predict the weather. <laughs> like they're still wrong a lot of the time. <laughs> so, um, as much as like we make progress, like we 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 can only make so much progress. Um, and that's ultimately what I want people to notice is that uh, you you could go a lot further without carrying around all the dead weight that we're subjected to so but that's the uh that's the sixties uh it was uh known as the uh one of the civil wars in america with all the the disgruntledness that was going on
1: and that's that's basically you know where where it originated where where it all started sliding downhill is in and around the time when the whole Vietnam War was ending, and I think America was starting to really wake up to the bullshit that was being shoveled to um, um The fact that they they were censoring the news. You know, this this is where America mm-hmm. started to see the censorship of the government might not actually be telling us the whole fucking truth. This is where that started. That seed was planted and started to germinate, I think. And and it's been a, you know, we tried in 76, huge uh, resurgence in rah-rah uh, America because we had our 200th, uh, we had our bicentennial, you know, Mm-hmm. 200 years that we've a been a country
0: ceremony, right?
1: Exactly. And then the same thing, 9-11 <clears throat> whipped everybody into the rah-rah America frenzy. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you chart it, you know, when are we going to see the next reaffirmation to America through trauma? Because that's essentially what all of this is is you know in order for it to stick you've got to have the trauma to seal it and that's where we're at right now
0: well i think that there's um there's too many like (laughs) there's too many storylines going at once um it's we are at that level of uh a lot of events have been happening in rapid succession so then logically the next thing is some sort of a group bonding exercise um, I feel like we're sliding more into the, a, a semi-organic, um, raw America phase. Uh, I almost hope that we don't have to have the trauma bonding exercise that like the, the, oh, hey, you're not one of these crazy people. Oh, hey, you're not a fucking Lulu Delulu person. Oh, hey, like the noticing of the other like-minded individuals I'm hoping that that's like the (laughs) our bonding exercise this time Um, but it's uh, ultimately the only people that you can count on are is yourself it's you and the people in your direct proximity that that you have to worry about and focus on and plan for and prepare with Um, everything outside of that is objectionably just noise
1: absolutely I completely agree with that it is just all outside noise. So, do
0: you have yeah, the big, big world?
1: Yeah. And it, I mean, truly, it is up to us to change this because generation after generation, we've created mm-hmm. our own problems. You know, when we say that we are our own worst enemies, it's the damned truth because the infighting and the. Just the general drama, okay, of the whole situation. You cannot get enough people all moving in the same direction toward a common goal, which is to not let the bastards win, essentially.
0: Yeah. Ultimately, that's a, and that's, that's where I, I say phrases like, I don't really give a shit. We're all going to end up on the battlefield. Like, we're all going to be on the same side. We'll all be there at the same time. So if you want to be mad at me, no, that's fine. But I'll fucking... We're on the same team. You're just like a, a different version of it. And that's where I really encourage people to look at other humans as other humans. As other parts of the whole individual in front of you can only be held accountable for what the individual in front of you has presented to you right like we the idea of uh, us versus them is primal it will always be in our brains it is a part of human nature that we cannot we cannot get rid of we can't do it it's not there it is there for protection right like on a base level it is to keep us safe it is to keep us from going too far away from safety okay so, um, <clears throat> in in the realizing that it's in us versus them that we can't get rid of, that's where like the um, the good versus evil or right and wrong really come into play. Is that as long as the goals are aligned right? Like the end goal is to have clean air and clean water and mind our fucking business and maybe grow some vegetables. I give a shit how we get there. I give a shit how you're fucking building your house if I'm worried about building mine. I don't don't care enough. As long as you're doing what you're supposed to do and we're all working towards minding our business, growing some vegetables, and fucking leaving each other alone, I don't really care. Here's and more no, more of us. Okay, can slide into that comfortable place of I'm just a blip on the radar. All I have to do is run my own race. Like you're not you're, ain't, ain't nobody gonna hold you accountable for the people around you. Like you're well, not gonna go down because they went down. If you go down, that's on you. Let me ask you a question.
1: Do, I mean, real talk here, but between you and I as yeah. co-hosts, your opinion. And then maybe this would be something to um, expand upon in a future episode, but why couldn't we just create, get enough people together that have the same vision of, hey, I know how to raise cattle, you know how to grow vegetables, you know how to build shit. Why the fuck couldn't we get enough people together where we could literally make it where we don't have to be dependent upon big daddy government? For our we fucking can. needs, we we absolutely can. But that so takes why aren't humility. we? That's the question: Is why it the takes... fuck aren't we? And why is it? No, wait a minute. There are places that do this. Okay, there are communities mm-hmm. that do this. The problem of which is the government gets all hot in their pants and starts thinking, oh, they must be a cult. They must be an anti-government organization. They must be blah blah blah, blah. And the next thing you know, you got fucking Waco and and.
0: Uh, yeah yeah. i want to say ruby ridge but i don't think
1: that qualifies in my memory
0: it does it's just a man trying to mind his business with his family and it went all terribly wrong but that's allowed to do that yeah but that's what Um, i'm saying is god forbid you have a whole fuck
1: ton of people who maybe go to an abandoned town arguably and fix shit up and run the shit where it's not Mm -hmm. about money you're not you're not beholden to big daddy government, Uncle Sam. Okay. While he's while he's reaching around to give you a feel around, he's fucking you in the ass.
0: Okay. Well, um, and that's where we have said before that the relationship with our government is that of a toxic relationship, is that of an abusive relationship. And like if we were dealing with an individual... The very moment that you attempt to have autonomy, they freak the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Need I remind you of my
1: marriage of, you know, 17 years where when I finally had had enough and said, I'm fucking out of here. He lost his shit.
0: Right. And that's the way. And also, as the government being the government, it's big. There's a lot of people. They have to send a very loud and very clear message. So, like, to some extent, what do we expect them to do, right? Like, obviously, we ex- I expect them to do that only because they've proven that that's what they're going to do. Well, here's so an interesting thought. The moves that we, we make have to be slightly different. We but have something also, now. We have to fully expect.
1: We have something now we didn't yeah. have back in Waco, which is a lot more advanced technology where if you arguably wanted to have a commune society Where everybody brought their talents to the table and basically said, we are no longer going to be a part of this corrupt society that is governed by an even more corrupt leader. We are, you know, we're tuning in, turning on and dropping out, essentially. And Mm -hmm. we are not going to be on the hamster wheel because money now. I mean, look, money's an illusion. We already know that. So at the end of the day, if you get enough people marching, if you will, in the same direction toward let's get off the hamster wheel, let's all put our hands in the middle and be team survival. Let's take Mm -hmm. let's cut the fucking cancer out. Let's cut the cancer out and say no more. No more to the hamster wheel. No more to unfair taxation while you work your ass off so that some fat white fuck in Congress can get more rich and have yet another mistress or, you know, child prostitute. Because let's just be fucking honest. We know what they're doing or what they're trying to do to our children. We've been screaming about it for how many weeks now? Twelve. Well, there you go.
0: Well, I mean, I've go. been doing it a lot longer than that, but uh, yeah. But it, I'm just saying
1: it, on this particular platform of which we have chosen to let mm-hmm. our voices be heard for 12 straight weeks, that's three months for those who don't have a math degree like my producer over here. That's a long time for us to have been consistently trying to tell y'all that you need to protect the kiddos and not let the bastards win I mean I would love it I would have, if I had a dream in my heart to to give to the world it would be that we would see a day where enough people would all have the same mindset and want the same thing where you know take the people who own land let's get everybody together who owns land get them on the same page and decide this is where we're going to put this living establishment where we free ourselves of Mm -hmm. the problems of the world in so much as we are no longer consumers of the bullshit that the
0: government is feeding us. We've now turned off the tap. Yeah, it's, it is, it is not something that happens overnight. It absolutely is not. Um, One slight sidebar slash suggestion, Dave Chappelle's new comedy special Hilarious wonderful he delivers as always. However, that first five minutes is uh, you could watch that and then get out if you have Stupid opinions you can get out after that. But in that first five minutes He explains that it took him like 24 years or 27 years or some shit to get to the stage that he's on at that moment it takes time and consistent effort to get to these places and Again, it doesn't happen overnight. It seems daunting and ridiculous when you hear, oh, well, let's just go buy land and da-da-da. No, it all starts with spending the money to buy the chunk of dirt. And then it. the next step is spending the free time that you do have, even though you are on the hamster wheel, out on that piece of dirt doing the work to it. Like, it's a, it's a process, and it has to have a commitment to it.
1: And that's why it but probably won't ever happen.
0: Picture, right because i don't that, believe you're going to get enough
1: people who aren't going to stumble over their own dicks about well i spent this many hundred thousands it, of dollars on this big piece of land and it's gonna become for those of us who do content. it's gonna be a big dig me- <clears throat> let me try that again edit it's going to become <laughs> a great big dick wagging contest of Mm -hmm. who did more, who contributed more, you're going to end up having the same worldly dissidence. That's how I see that going, sadly. I would love to think there's a utopia out there where everybody can unplug their heads from their asses and live in harmony away from Big Brother.
0: To some extent, you can find that if you're willing to not be a dear people and move. If you're willing to go further than five miles from your nearest blind relative, then you can have that. If you want to be a super niche weirdo, you can get on the internet and you can find where your people hail from. Portland being weird, that those weird Portland people who didn't want to deal with the ghetto, they went somewhere. Those weird Austin people who didn't want to deal with Austin turning into not weird Austin anymore, they went somewhere. So... Uh,
1: You can find your people anywhere. Let's just say the
0: idea. Exactly. The idea of like being and and that is that's a side effect of just the the population of America. Right. Not many people live in towns less than 50,000 people. Not many people live in towns less than 100,000 people. And it's it's just wild to me because that is too many goddamn people. Keep it under 25,000 and you can be on the same page in the same book, almost on the same paragraph. In my opinion, what and I have I found have... live in coast to coast, big towns, small towns, under 25, same page of the same book, most likely on the same paragraph. Anything bigger than that, it gets funky. It just it just happens to get funky.
1: But, you know, maybe that's maybe that's the movement. Um maybe we need to, you know, kind of, we have all this technology. We need to undo the industrial revolution. Yes, we could, maybe we could, (laughs) you know, if, if we were, if we had enough time and whatnot to actually kind of put it out there, like, look, you know, we're looking to build this commune of like-minded people You know, here's the link for the application Vet these fucking people decide who do you want in your clan? You know, who do you want Mm. in your circle and then proceed. And if we can get enough of these together, maybe we can finally tip the balance the other way where the government isn't the ruling power. And we are, you know, government of the people for the people by the people.
0: Yeah. Well and the the this is where playing their game works, sort of, because the same way that we are telling people to go find where they belong, um, at the same exact time when the 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 section eight housing, when when the the, the ghetto in the city gets too big, um that state throws a dart at a map and builds a new one and moves all the extra people from the big city out to whatever little speck on the map that they picked and they are redistributing people. So we should be redistributing ourselves because it, it if what, we where, don't police where, where ourselves, where is, big brother will that's, that's the, f- the to some extent, moral yeah. of that. And also that, the 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 forced diversity requires self-segregation so when the little town on the map gets picked to have the new fucking 1200 person uh housing unit put up like people in that town are like wait 1200 new unknown persons from the city
1: yeah, and also <gasps> where are you supposed to employ these new 12,000
0: people in small bumblefuck fuck America? Yes, second issue is not only are these city folk um they also now they need jobs. They're going to that's going to add to traffic. Like it's going to, you know, they're going to now the the faults in our systems are going to become apparent. They're going to know that we don't have all these extra people at the school. Like we don't have seventeen paraprofessionals on staff. They're gonna know now. We're gonna have to hire all these people. Um, the the in like the infrastructure of like bus systems or uh rails or you know, the bike paths type of thing, like and I can tell if, you if none of that stuff's there, then that gets big government into tiny town to say, Do the big government thing we want you to do. So while they're doing that, we should be you know what, I like the way that this stream runs through this piece of property in this state that is going to allow me to live my life with the rights I want to have. And I'm just going to start putting little dollars away for it and I'm going to buy it and I'm going to go visit it. I'm going to be like, this is my land one day. I'm going to love it. It's great. And that's what we should be doing. We should be separating ourselves as much as possible because they're already, it's... The system is already inundating us with uh their own mm, what am i looking for like they're already bringing in their own new players to the game right we just need to remove ourselves from that from that match like okay well you guys want to play that game here cool then i'm gonna go and play my game over there and i know moving sucks and it's like shitty and then you have to have the job to move to and all that like i get it i get it, not retarded. But the question is, what um, do you do
1: when you run out of places to, to move to? Thought. That's the thing. Is This cycle keeps rotating and rotating... Eventually, you run out of places to move to. I'm seeing this in Nashville. Even though I live two hours outside of Nashville, I am seeing this overdevelopment, this overgrowth that is occurring mm-hmm. because fucking everybody wants all these young professionals want to move to Nashville. And the funny thing is so then I would there leave isn't that
0: place do what I said, I would leave that place if Tennessee is supposed to be like the new NYC for young people. I'm not an NYC young people. I'm out. And see, again, this is why living two hours outside of the city is
1: perfectly fine for me because I don't have to endure other than while I'm working that whole mentality of everybody is shitter to shitter trying to get from point A to point B and everybody's tripping over themselves. Or, yeah. Okay. And the thing, too, is one of the reasons I think why the market in Nashville is so lucrative is because of the fact that all of these new urban young professionals that are moving into the city, they are on the, yeah, why do I want to have a car note and insurance and all of this shit when I can just pick up my phone and go do, 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 and a person comes in their vehicle, picks me up, brings me where I need to go, and I'm saving 50 75% and off of what it would be if I had my own vehicle or uh you know and plus I can insurance. Probably expense it. That too because let's yeah. not forget you have a lot of companies yeah. out there I, it is absolutely amazing to me how many professionals that I have in my car that I pick up from the airport or whatever and even phone boy himself has talked about that he can expense having to take rideshare or taxis or whatever with his company I mean that's mm-hmm. just that's fantastic I'm, I'm absolutely not shitting on that I'm absolutely on
0: board with it and yet but then it kind of gets you wondering how much of these companies profit margins are upheld by like how much money is uber actually making off of the of the individual versus how much money is Uber making off of these corporations?
1: Oh yeah. Undoubtedly Uber's probably making money so hand it's over it's fish over like the a... corporations. But at the same point in time, they're also breaking the fucking backs of their drivers, taking more than half of what that ride is paying, mm-hmm. which is horseshit. I mean, they would like to try to make the drivers believe that it's because, well, they have all this overhead and they this and they that. Um, I call hot, fresh garbage
0: bullshit
1: driving for these companies. I'm going to tell you the amount of money that they are charging riders compared to the amount of money that me as the driver, the risk, the wear and tear on my car Insurances—if you actually tell them that you are doing rideshare—oh, good God—the rates are through the stratosphere.
0: Oh yeah, because you're driving so much more than the average driver. Yeah,
1: your your risk to that company that you're going to end up filing a claim is so much higher, and they have to compensate for that. And mm-hmm. it's just—it's a vicious circle because the whole rideshare company. Way of thinking is, well, if you don't like it, we're not forcing you to work for us. That's why you're an independent contractor. That's why this or that. And again, it's lipstick on a pig. They try to dress up the fact that they are fucking you seven ways till Sunday in what you're getting paid versus how many hours you have to work in order to get to actually get the pay. Exactly. I have so many customers ask me. Oh, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And I tell each and every one of them, not a chance in hell. It is 1,000% not worth it. Well, I heard, you know, I had this one driver tell me that, you know, they make this much and they make that much. I said, yeah. And did you ask them how many fucking hours they have to work in order to make that? that Because the illusion that people are under is that you can just become a ride share driver. You just log into the app and, you know, vring, you're rich because in an hour you've made 50 bucks and yeah, well, c- that can happen, logic. but at the same point in time, does it? Not very goddamn often, okay? You're more or less running your ass off, tearing your car and your brakes up for like $5,
0: $8, $3. I mean, it's, it's goddamn ridiculous. Uh, that's the same mentality of the buttholes on OnlyFans. It's like, oh, just post pictures and people pay you to see them. No, yeah, like that's exactly do more the thought work process. Than just fucking tossing some butthole pics out there.
1: Yeah, seriously. And, and
0: but the money ain't really that good. But that's but that's where we're at.
1: Okay, <laughs> literally, young young girls selling their dignity for well, five they, bucks
0: because they're because they're on birth control and their fucking brains are hijacked and they're eating garbage Truth. food, hot chipping, lying their way through life
1: yeah because that's the society that we have because we see you know uh cardi B and Megan Lee et cetera et cetera I, it just we've we've gotten so far off the topic that we we came to today, so do you have any closing thoughts on uh, the subject that we gave to our connoisseurs today to ponder
0: um I don't know. I I would like some feedback if I'm completely off on thinking that, like, this is very history rhymes and not repeats.
1: No, we'd Um, like feedback no matter if you agree or disagree. You can either call 253-237-3321 and leave us a voicemail telling us. Whether you agree, disagree, or what your position is. You can also, as we said at the beginning of the show, you can get a hold of us, Phoenix at Coffee, C A W F E E, the letter N, C H R O N I C chronic. So Phoenix at Kofi and Chronic dot show or Hempress Emily M at and Chronic dot show. .com. Let us know. .com. It is.com. Oh, well, look at me being fucking stupid. Okay. Can you tell that we haven't <laughs> had okay. these domains that long? And with all the domain swapping, <laughs> switching, and uh, instance creating that has happened in the last week, can you blame a girl for getting it wrong? But seriously, if you want to send us some feedback, y'all, Phoenix at coffeeandchronic.com, Hempress Emily M. At coffeeandchronic.com Coffee
0: yeah uh, let and us know I would like to do one last shout out to uh, uh millennial media offensive uh, they talked about us on their show and um MMO. It, was, it was referenced as self-helpy and I like that because that's yeah kind I think of, that's
1: actually really appropriate if a, we were looking for a definition yeah, yeah uh, self helpy. Um, but
0: in, a, in the sense that like I was once retarded and here's how I got not retarded and you could too be not retarded. So join I like me. Uh, I like it.
1: I like it. I like it. I'm pretty sure Nam that, had a big hand in that particular that was, situation. That
0: was him. It was him. Ah, uh,
1: Nam, you're a good dude. Thanks. Yeah,
0: it was. It was funny. Watch or listening to him try to explain like what it is, and it was cute. He did a good job. Good job. Um, but yeah, on that, we'll see you guys next Monday. Um, I think we might dip into maybe some feminist stuff maybe i think I, don't know. I, I
1: think it's definitely time to hit him with the burning bra i think we can we can oh, definitely yeah, okay. pull that out but you know uh, my my closing thoughts on this are simply that this really was a a large fence post in history that we can hang where it started to take the backslide that none of us want to see that has become our current reality with the government overreach, the transparency, and yet still sticking our heads in the sand like the ostriches because we don't want to see the reality. So with that, we are going to hopefully... Have an awesome show next week for you as well. And don't forget, we're going to give you the rest of your day back and the rest of your week back to go make that. That's right. Go get that money, money, money. Get on that hamster wheel, y'all, because that's what big daddy government wants. Or... Like Hempers Emily M. That's
0: what your bill collector wants. Yeah. That's what your bill collector wants. I, I think and, and that's fine. I think ultimately responsibilities.
1: I think ultimately don't don't get on the hamster wheel. Fuck Big Daddy government. Fuck the boss. Uh let's all join a commune. Get the fuck out of here, y'all. We'll see you next Monday. And uh for Coffee and Chronic, I've been Foul Mouth Phoenix.
0: And I've been Hempers Emily M.
1: All right. Big we'll Big see Daddy. y'all next week.